Welcome to Today, Anything Can Happen. I'm your host, John Pelicorn. I'm your host, Liam Coffey. And today's a very special day. Uh, we're going to be talking about an interesting uh, debate, maybe. I don't really know how to put yeah. it, but... Two topics that are relevant as of now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and pretty much it's going to end up talking about the media. Uh, very... Uh, very hot topic in the uh, presidential debate, uh, very hot topic in politics just in general. Um, but we're going to be covering the coronavirus, which is huge and affecting uh, college students directly. Um, I know UMass is a broad program, just got like recently affected by that. Oh, um, yeah. A lot of, you know, hype here, a lot of fear. I'm not yeah. sure what's going on. And here at GW, <laughs> um, we were getting like. Uh, some things from our professors saying uh, possibly after spring break, our uh, our classes might exclusively be moved to online classes only. So apparently this is becoming an actual thing. Uh, not full confirmation yet, but it's, it's getting there. Um, today is special because we have not one, not one, but, but two. two guests today. Uh, our first guest, who's about to introduce himself, uh, is uh, an intern? At the CDC? Uh, yes, I- intern is probably the best way to okay. describe me. Yeah. Go uh, ahead, Danny. I, hello, my name is Danny Hall. Uh, I am a... Intern is, is the best term. I, I work in the data collection and screening section of the Washington, D.C. branch of the Center for Disease Control. Mm. Uh, it's, it's a very complicated job. I do a lot of different things and wear a lot of different hats. Kind of just whatever they want me to do for the day. Very nice. <laughs> uh, but um, overall, I, I think it's a I think it's a really fun job. It's a really helpful job, and I'm just overall really thankful to be able to help people out however I can. Yeah, dude, we're we're very excited to have you here. Only because the coronavirus is huge deal right now. It, I think Liam said it best, where it's a little overhyped, but also kind of an actual threat to us right now. Uh, so to have someone from the CDC here with us today is something very special. Um, yeah. So we're going to... I think we should get into that first. Uh, but first, oh, let's introduce it. Rob. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. We almost forgot Rob. All right. Yeah, don't forget him. <laughs> All right. So I'm glad we have this government show from the CDC, but I have an actual Thanks. scientist here. We have... Did you just call Rob a scientist? Yes. He's a space enthusiast and ancient astronaut theorist and my roommate, Robert Rodriguez. Introduce yourself. Uh, hello, everyone. I'm Robert Rodriguez. I am Liam's roommate. Uh, I don't know about the scientist stuff, but... Yeah, you're qualified. I mean, I'm engaged in the science of theater. <laughs> That's about it. I don't know. Steam. I steam. It's not STEM anymore, it's STEAM. You yeah, gotta add the art. STEAM. <laughs> we have to adapt and evolve. But yeah, he liked space, we watched sci-fi stuff together, so for our second topic that we're going to bring up about uh, the asteroid that's coming to kill us all, you know, I want his opinion on this. Of course. I'm, I'm really excited for both these topics. Um, so, let's start off. Um... Dan, I'm just going to tell you what I know about the coronavirus. Go ahead, please. The things I've heard, and then just, like, lay out, like, the facts as much as you can tell. Because I know before we started, you told us there's definitely some things you just can't say, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I've heard, 
And Liam, you can weigh in after I put in the... No, I refuse. Non okay, all right. Screw you then. Um, hey. Hey. <laughs> Calm down. Okay. <laughs> I'm cutting that part out. All right. Cut that. Um, so what I've heard from the, I guess, media, because I heard this on Instagram, is that Boo, the coronavirus... I, I'm sorry. That's where I've heard it. The coronavirus is basically just an intense strand of the flu um unless you have a really crappy immune system or if you're old you shouldn't be concerned if you get it and also i've heard that um a lot of the deaths so far um have been related to people who are in fact just old or have really crappy immune systems and the flu itself, not the coronavirus, but just the regular flu, has killed millions more than the coronavirus. So, like, can you just add on to that? Millions. What's true, what's not true? Break down some rumors here. Sure, sure. I'm, I'm happy to cover any of those. Uh, I'd say the first most important thing that I think people don't necessarily know is uh, when we use the term coronavirus... We have to be very specific on what we're talking about, because if you just want to talk about coronaviruses, they've been around for a very long time, and hundreds of people have gotten them. Thousands, millions, billions. Really? Uh, wow. Because the coronavirus is just a classification of viruses, which literally includes every form of the common cold. So it doesn't include corona beer? It does not include well, Corona beer. All right, confirmed oh, here. Corona beer is not connected to the coronavirus. Well, from a personal recommendation, I do not advise drinking Corona beer. <laughs> uh, it is, of course, not more derogatory to your health than we already knew it was. Uh, Good to know. The, the way that I view it is, if there was a giant spider downtown, yeah. uh, actually, my, one of my coworkers made this uh, analogy yesterday, mm -hmm. if there was a giant spider downtown, and people started just calling it the spider, you would start to <laughs> wonder, you would start to think, well, come on, there's, there's other species of spiders, that's very clearly a gigantic mutated wolf spider, but everybody knows which spider you're talking about. And so it's really all right if you keep calling it just the spider. So the way that I view it is, yes, you don't, you really shouldn't be referring to it as the coronavirus. It's really COVID-19 is the one that's causing an issue. Mm -hmm. But What does that stand for, by the way? I've seen it a lot. Uh, COVID-19 is, it's a classification for coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Um... I could go through the whole nomenclature breakdown, but it's really not that interesting. <laughs> uh, That's true. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't want to bore your listeners. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, uh, and then the, the 19, honestly, if I, I may be entirely wrong on this because I do sometimes misread information because... Mm. Uh, it, honestly, the, the information that's important to me is just how to spot symptoms and pre and prevention and how to run scans. So yeah. I sometimes don't know everything perfectly about the nomenclature, but yeah. uh, I believe that it's just it's just COVID, which is a coronavirus-specific strand, and also the VID classifies, classifies it further. And then the 19 is just its year of origin, because it really started oh. in 2019. Oh. So uh, it's, not, it's not super crazy. Um, just from your personal opinion, mm -hmm. uh, so I don't know... I don't think this is happening at UMass. 
Um, do you, I know you are pro uh, classes getting moved online, but do you think it's necessary? I yes or no. That's, David. That's, that, yes or no. That's. <laughs> I don't think it's necessary, but I do think it's wise. Okay, can you expand just a little bit on that? In all honesty, because of how interconnected the world is, yeah. and of how slow the response to the virus was, yeah, I don't think there's a way that we can successfully stop COVID-19 from becoming a worldwide epidemic. Okay. Uh, well, what I think we work. should focus on is delaying that spread for as long as possible so mm-hmm. we can get research done Yeah. Uh, and prevent casualties as much as possible. Would it be more wise to send people home than to keep them trapped in dorms? Uh, it's that it's like an on an individual basis. Um, I would say, uh, for example, people who are here at college are probably better off here than they are in New York, yeah, which is a much higher concentration of people, and is much more likely for them to contract the virus there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, you know, if somebody's from I don't know, like the the middle of Ohio where they live on a peanut farm mm-hmm. and they have never, like, they, they can work for two days in the field and not see another single human. Uh, that's another that's another case entirely. Um, yeah. It's a it's, uh, very case-by-case basis. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. What I do think classes cause an opportunity for Mm -hmm. um i personally think lecture style classes aren't too much of an issue Mm -hmm. uh of course if somebody's like actively coughing and sneezing that's definitely something you want but uh the real threat are small discussion style classes and or labs because then you have situations where a lot of people are standing around talking directly at each other yeah and the virus is transmissible through moisture in the human voice which can be sorry that was that was unclear the the virus is transmissible through moisture which is precipitated when somebody speaks yeah coughs sneezes yeah so and so those environments where someone's just talking back and forth uh go ahead, go ahead please. uh so i i get that it's you know transmitted by fluids but is it necessarily airborne like what what defines something as airborne and is it airborne it is not airborne to the capacity that, say, measles is airborne. Uh, right. Measles is so contagious, it has uh, something called an R value, um, which you use to classify how contagious something is. And measles is, if I remember correctly, around like an 18. It's, it's very ludicrously high. Uh, oh. Measles can be transmissible to the point where... If you are in the same room that somebody had measles in two hours ago, you are still a viable candidate for infection. Dang, that's pretty serious. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. crazy. I, I don't like that. <laughs> that's why it's so excellent that we had measles eras- eradicated, and then we didn't. <sighs> but I'm, I'm not here to push a political agenda do what you, you think is be. best for your kids, but please. I mean, speaking of politics, help. can we just talk about the media's overhype of the coronavirus since the beginning? 
literally every hour I turn on like any sort of media or I'm on my phone, it's coronavirus. Oh yeah, that, like I, I, I get bombarded nonstop by Yahoo News about it on my phone. Oh, do you use class. Yahoo News too? Uh, I, I, I just have the updates. I'd never asked for them. They just come. Yeah, no, like I feel like I randomly get Yahoo News updates, but I just don't follow Yahoo News. I don't know. It's weird. But yeah, no, no. Is that I, a Samsung thing? It might be. I don't. I don't know if Samsung. It's, it might be an Android thing. Though. I, 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 I think Yahoo's automatically installed. Yeah, but, but like, yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I get the same notifications that you're talking about. Yeah, like every other hour, it's like someone yeah. has died from Corona. Yeah, they update practically every death in America now, which is excessive. I yeah. I get the point. It's killing people, but is it killing people more than the flu is? No, not really. Not yet. And not even close, just, right? The, like the flu to the like degree of millions. The let me think of an apt metaphor for this. In this case, the flu is a large scale bombardment of a city. It's mm. happening really big, really fast over a wide area, so a lot of people are dying. The coronavirus is a a, a single assassin downtown. <laughs> where it's it's a lot slower because it's smaller and less efficient as it is now. Yeah. But it's actually a lot more likely to kill someone if they get it. I see. Oh. Okay. Um so I I technically people who say that the flu is more deadly currently, they are correct. Yep. But uh at the rate it's going, coronavirus actually will be more deadly not far off from now. What is killing people from this virus? Like, is it, like, pneumonia symptoms or what? It's it's a few things. Uh, you Most of the time, yes. You get uh, pneumonia development pretty quickly after the incubation period ends, uh, which, you know, can cause a wide variety of things. Uh, damage to the lungs, uh, bronchial flooding from mucus. Uh, you can get all sorts of stuff in there. Uh Unfortunately, in, in older populations, we actually also have seen just rampant organ failure, which oh, that's, is... that's not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it that causes, costs a lot of points on Plague Incorporated. It does indeed. It does indeed. <laughs> that's an expensive skill. Yeah. Uh, so this, this concept of uh, organ failure, uh, well, it's, it's specifically uh, rapid adult organ failure syndrome is the specific classification, because... There's just all sorts of different types of organ failure out there. Uh, but overall, the the virus itself isn't going to necessarily cause anything that's going to directly kill you, but it's going to cause symptoms which will cause something else that will kill you. Uh, I which I guess is kind of how... That was a redundant statement. You can cut that out. <laughs> I, I, I like that clarification because when I turn on the news or something, all I hear is death counts. That That's really it. Death yeah. counts and spread counts. I don't hear, first why? of all, why why people are dying, where like this originated. Is it from bat soup? Is it from that evil lab that looks like Umbrella Corp in Wuhan? I, I don't know. Uh, but I this, promise you it is not... The uh, lab in Wuhan. <laughs> Are you telling me that Umbrella Corp RSLW Labs Biotech did not genetically engineer this to kill off its population? Here's what I would that? say. Can you confirm that? I 
<laughs> Hypothetically, I cannot confirm that. It's Thank you. within the realm of possibility, but it objectively did not happen. I would say this. If someone had the capability to genetically engineer a virus to the degree that they could create the coronavirus, they could genetically engineer a more dangerous virus. Yeah, we'd all be dead by now. Yeah. We wouldn't that all be dead, but they'd be able to do a Liam, better your job. theories are wrong. Like if I, if, I'm not saying There's I would ever genetically engineer a virus to kill people, but were I the person to do that, I would start with measles. Way more infectious. Ooh. Change its outer coating, uh, change its gram staining <laughs> capabilities. Oh wait, never mind, never mind. Sorry, that was stupid. Uh, never mind. All the biology <laughs> majors the... in the world just laughed their asses off at me, uh, and I apologize. It's a good thing what, our is that two a bacteria thing? aren't biology majors. <laughs> uh, but like, I, I would still start with measles. Um, just far more infectious, uh, much more efficient. Uh, you just you'd have to change the protein outer coating so that antibodies couldn't recognize it because the measles vaccine is quite successful. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I I would say the best situation we could get with the coronavirus case is you know people are responsible. They wash their hands. Mm. They're careful in public <laughs> transit. Yeah. And we work that for long enough without a huge portion of the population being affected. Uh, to yeah. the point where we can develop some sort of cohesive vaccine or prevention policy or system that will, in the long run, allow for huge, uh, herd immunity to develop. Mm. All right. I mean, like, now, no, no, continue, ahead. continue. No. You started first. All right. Well, all I was going to say is, you know what I think is scarier than the virus itself is uh, China's crackdown on the virus right now. I've, I've showed Rob the videos, and I'm... Sure, you've seen some where there's people in straight up hazmat suits toting like assault rifles, you know, at oh, checkpoints, like you know, scanning what? people's temperatures. Yeah, so I, I'm telling you, just I have look not up, seen videos of that. I, I'll send one to you later. But basically, they have a check. They have checkpoints, especially around Wuhan, where this you know originates or whatever. And uh, neighbors are making a lot of noise. But basically, at these checkpoints. You have to, you know, be in your car. A guy comes up with one of those uh, thermometers that can scan from a distance. He scans you. If you read above, you know, the average body temperature, uh, they automatically assume you have the virus because of fever, which is a common symptom. Uh, they pull you out, and they, like, you know, have, like, riot shield people come around you. They bag your head, and they put you in a box and ship you away. <laughs> what? That's yeah. awful. What? No, you're, you're lying. This does not happen. No, China is fundamentally under martial law right now. Yeah, straight up. I'm, uh, while I'm talking, I'm going to send some videos to this you that maybe you're able to play. This cannot be true. No. Yeah, this, no, this, please this send me these videos. These That's exist. just whack. And it's, wait, it's wait, like, wait, wait, wait. They, box, they, like, they put a bag over there. Where are they sending yep. them? Uh, we don't know. We don't know. Well, we're guessing we're se they're sending them to those hospitals that they're building, but there's like no... There's videos of empty hospitals out there where it's like they look like they're made just for show. We we don't know where these people are going, and it's pretty messed up, honestly. Have you but seen those videos? I will say. Um, Have you seen those videos? Uh, Here, give me a second. I'm... I've seen some of them. I question the validity of them. I will say uh, some of some parts of the video. I, I'm, I'm very are... skeptic to believe anything that I see in terms of uh, media being presented as techniques. 
Uh, I also don't think it's necessarily uh, required policy. It may just be the actions of individuals, if it is real footage. Uh, no, it's, overall, it's real footage. Overall, real footage. I, I don't really feel comfortable speaking on other countries' health policies. That's true. Uh, it's but not really my can place you confirm to speak. The U.S. is we not doing this. What'd you say? Can you confirm that the U.S. is not bagging up its own citizens to prevent the spread? <laughs> to my knowledge, we have not done that at any of our facilities. I, I do have a friend who just came back from Italy because uh, her, um, her study abroad program here at UMass was canceled. Um, so they came back, no refund, no nothing, and right now she's in, um, she's in self-imposed isolation at her friend's house. You see, that, that's, that's much better than what I was hearing from other people, where they say they send them out to Kansas, where the CDC has, like, a, a major lab there. I don't know if it's their big, like, their main lab, but that's where I'm hearing that they're being held. I don't think it's reached that level yet of dystopia. Uh, the, I, I will say, the main CDC lab is in Atlanta. Um, All right. Once again, I do not okay. believe that is any branch's current policy. The notion of bagging people up and shipping them away. No, well, uh, not that extreme. I just mean, like, they're putting these people in isolation. Like, you know how they're doing it on the military bases? Oh, wow. They're yeah, doing they're... that. But just, uh, like, in Kansas, from right here on, like, a military base with association with the CDC in order to, like, you know, facilitate all the travelers in and out of the country, you know? Yeah, I'm currently watching one of the videos, and this doesn't look staged at all. It's not. Um, I, I will this say... This is crazy? Uh, uh, just a small rebuttal point. Some of the footage is of China's... Um, footage of China handling the swine flu infection. Yeah. But that doesn't... You know... The, it, the it, part it, about the swine flu you'll see is obvious. Uh, you know, obviously involving pigs, and also there's some other footage sprinkled in. Oh but my there's, gosh. A good percentage of that is from the coronavirus. They're taking it very seriously. They're, like, spreading disinfectants across the city. Oh, yeah. They have, like I said, armed guards that if you're trying to, you know, break out of isolation or quarantine, they'll come and get you. It is very, like, that is the scariest part to me right now, is China and its authoritarianism. And just pretty much it shows how, you know, a... a a problem like this could be blown out of proportions and, you know, there could be some weirdos that ruin everything for everyone. Yeah, I just watched one of the videos and I'm just kind of in shock. Hmm. Like, I don't know what to say. I, I mean, really don't have anything to say. Is I, I haven't heard much from Chinese media about the virus spread, but have they been censoring a lot of it as opposed to, like, the U.S. media blowing it up? That's a good question. I honestly don't know. I I assume they'd probably want to keep it down low, but I, I don't know. Alright. Well, that's our... Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> your, our take on the coronavirus today. Yep, go buy um, your hand sanitizer, lock yourself in your basement, the world's coming to an end, so says the media. Uh, I wouldn't say the world's coming to an end, but well, it's we're in a bubble right now. Next topic. Dan, thanks yeah. for your uh, Thank CDC you so much for having input. me. Yeah. Uh, I would just like to mention the views and opinions expressed by me are not indicative of the views and opinions of the United States government. Uh, I am not a spokesperson on this behalf whatsoever. 
yeah. please do not consider anything I have said as professional advice. Uh, thank you very much. And covering all the bases. Yeah, very safe. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, gentlemen, it's been an honor, and uh, I hope to sometime be on your show again. Yeah. Thank you very much. Oh, we'll make it happen. Thank you, Dan. Bye. Um, Take care. Are we going to move so on to the meteor the... now? Yeah, we'll move on to the meteor. I just want to say a special thank you to Dan. That's the man that will be putting us in the FEMA camps in the future. He just left and he didn't hear you. Exactly. He couldn't defend himself. No defense. Bye, Dan. All right. Second topic. The the one that will really, truly end the world. The meteor. It's a big hunk of rock hurtling towards Earth at two, no, 20,000 miles per hour. Why are we marketing this like it's like it's a product? <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll go by the fastest. It's, it's the strongest meteor. But basically, uh, it I think it was only uh, like came up in the media like the last couple of days. But yeah, we've known that this meteor existed since '98, and th- there honestly is no chance of it coming close to Earth. <laughs> Wait, like, not at all. This specific meteor we've been eyeing since 1998. We yeah, we yeah. were able to identify it, and we've been tracking it since 98. Yeah. So like, and, if it was an actual concern, they would have been working on it since 98. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think so, the government would actually, you know, scare its citizens and tell you that it, you know, no? So this is just another act of the media hyping everyone up. Oh yeah, no, it's. All of the articles on it are essentially clickbait. Yeah, it's just clickbait saying, you know, Big Rock's coming, are we going to get hit? And the answer is always no. It's just they want people to click on it because, you know, it's, you know, very appealing article. It has threat, it has danger. You you don't know. Like, not many people care that much about space, sadly. They don't... They probably should, because one of these days these rocks will hit us. Yeah, and, um... So, just some fun facts about this big rock coming towards us. It is uh, 4.4 kilometers wide, about 2.5 miles for us true blue Americans. Uh, This is less than a thousandth the size of the moon. It is, like, not even going to come close to us. It is... The the distance to the moon, alright? That's like uh, 200,000 miles away from Earth, roughly. You know, yeah, how did you get your math wrong the first time? Just as context, we were tech, we were talking about this uh, in our group chat, and you were like, yeah, like, we're dead. Like, it's coming towards us now. No, like, I didn't say we're dead. I said we might be able to see it, which is a lie. You would not be able to see it unless you have a very good uh, telescope. Well, if we were but, able to see it, it'd get pulled into our orbit, wouldn't it? Well, I mean, technically, this is already and has been in our orbit. How far does our orbit go? I don't oh, know a lot about it's space. It's been in orbit before. It has swung around. Yeah, Earth it has before. swung around Earth before. Our orbit is pretty massive. Think about the moon, like beyond the moon by a lot. Oh wow! So okay. it's in our technically in our orbit. It's you yeah. know four. It's like twice the distance to the moon. And uh, the way I got the calculations wrong were first of all, I was using your news source, which was subpar at best and it, you okay it wasn't my news source i found it on like someone else shared it on facebook and that's how i got it see that's that's the problem you got facebook news never trust that but the problem <laughs> was it mentioned kilometers at one point 
then the other time it used miles, then at some point my brain confused those as kilo miles, which aren't <laughs> a thing. Oh boy. So the, kilo that mi- kilo miles, then that on top of a misplaced uh, uh, decimal caused uh. it to be like coming within Earth, like one sixteenth the distance. To the moon or something crazy. Isn't, oh isn't my it like God. sixteen times the distance? Yeah, it's like it's quite a few times the distance. So this ain't even close. Nowhere so in, close. So in other words, these media people aren't physicists, and therefore they should not talk about it. Yeah. Well, yeah, but at the same time, it's like, uh, the, do you think people care if it's just going to be a rock floating around the world? No, that they're. Like, little fact, I'm sure I talked with you two about it, but for the listeners, did you know we have a new moon? We do? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have a new moon. It's like the shape of, it's like the size of a car. Size of a car, and no, it's not Elon's, you know, Tesla Roadster up there. It's it's just an asteroid that's caught in, like, orbit, really, like a close orbit, too, and it's been there since, like, 2008 or something, and we just picked it up, like, last week, and... Did not hear anything about it on the news. I had to find that somewhere else, probably on social media, which isn't much better, but still. That's not So clever. it's an asteroid that's been orbiting around Earth for a certain amount of time where now it's classified as a moon. Technically, a moon, as far as I'm aware, again, armchair space buff, uh, a moon is just any natural satellite orbiting the Earth. So any rock. So it's theoretically, we have... Hundreds, if not thousands, of moons. Yeah, not really, actually. I mean, we we have a lot, but just it, it's tough. The, the, like, it, it all depends on size, too. So, what this distinguishes somehow, the moon that we know the moon as? Well, the moon is big. The moon's huge. Yeah, there are. <laughs> we have. I forget what it's called, but yeah, but a, that moon that moon affects our tides. So, like, yeah, yeah. these other rocks are not. Are they? I mean, well, they are, technically everything affects our tides because yeah. of gravity. But, but they're so small that they really don't do anything. Yeah. So I mean, it's like, the moon's size that affects the tides. Yes. <laughs> it's its gravity. We have a, a whole international uh, asteroid identification society. I, I can't remember the formal name. But we also have to understand that, like, there are asteroids that we miss every single day that make close passes at Earth. Oh, yeah. Our technology is, like, pretty behind. Like, we can pick up some, you know, years in advance, but at the same time, we didn't pick up this moon that was in our orbit for, like, ten years or whatever. I believe it was only... No, it's been in orbit since, like, 2018. Ah, okay. Like, two years. That's not that bad, but still. You know, we should have seen it. But I want to... Tell you a little fun thing I found online. This is not my recommendation, but if you want to pull it up, I highly think it's fun. It's called Impact Earth, and basically it's this simulator made by uh, the people at Purdue University over there in Indiana, and in this it simulates what would happen to the world if an asteroid hit Earth, and right now, you know, under worst conditions possible uh, for this meteor regarding its size, uh, I'll tell you what the ramifications would be on this world of ours. So, rocks hurtling towards Earth. It's big. It's 4.4 K diameter. 
It comes and it's gonna land hard into like a continent. Let's let's say Asia because that's like the easiest one to hit. So its energy release would be 2.21 times 10 to the eighth megatons of TNT. All right, and it's gonna have a wow. massive crater of 85 kilometers wide. Oh my god! And uh, how big is that? Else. Like in relative to like cities or countries. All right, so. Uh, it's like 50 miles, so uh, for for us between like Boston and Worcester. <laughs> That's a big All crater. Right. Wow. And so another thing that I thought was fun is the thermal radiation. So if you're just in the impact zone, there will be almost three whole seconds of just pure flames. <laughs> Clothes will ignite. Your body will have third degree burns. Newspaper, plywood, everything, trees. On fire. And so you would die of the flame before the impact. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. It's because of the air. Are we talking about know. this meteor that they're eyeing right now? Yes, I'm yeah. saying the absolutely impossible chance it were to hit Earth, this is what would happen. But it, is this to... This is not to everyone, like the... the Whatever you, that radiation that you were talking about. No, that's at the impact zone right before impact. Before it impacts, this happens? Yeah, that is, that is the radiation of heat generated by its entry in the atmosphere. Yeah, so basically the rock is coming down, it's fighting all this air to come down, that yeah. causes friction and heat, and that's going to, like, as it's right above the, the, like, uh, the people, that heat will actually start burning people. Yeah. Essentially, oh, that's what happened to the dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, the poor dinosaurs. And uh, so it would register as a... 10.2, the largest earthquake ever in history, and it, it'd just be a bad time for everyone, but it did, would not end the world. That's one thing to look at it. Alright. But, like, does Unlike, it have a general location for where it is predicted to hit? If it were to hit the Earth, no. can we not predict that? You can't predict that, because, like I said, it is over... It's predicted to go like over two times the distance of the moon away from the Earth, and that's being like low, di- low relatively. It's not even going to be near the Earth. Currently, oh. in fact, uh, like give me a second. There, there's a percent chance of uh, everything hitting like the world for asteroids that I have here. And basically, if I remember correctly, it was uh, ten. To the negative, like, seventh power percent chance of it hitting the Earth. I thought the article that I shared said there's a 1 in 50,000 chance of, like, asteroids, like, these world-ending ones hitting, I don't know, what, like, how like, what the time period is. Did you see that in that article, what I'm talking I, about? I did see that, but I found that to be a bit odd, because it was combining two facts. It was combining just the hit ratio of asteroids in general, and also, like, you know, how often asteroids are, you know, hitting Earth. And, I don't know, something weird about that did not work with me. Yeah, it seemed a little off as well. But but uh, I can't really get this... I don't remember how to work this table, but basically the other fun fact I learned is that in the next, like, hundred years we have predicted of known asteroids, there's only one that has what I would consider a reasonable chance of hitting the Earth. <laughs> it's only going to hit in, like, 2060-something, right? It is, yeah. But it's already, like, it's like one in, like, 6,000 chance. Something ridiculously low. It was one, no, it was like, a, it was 10 to the negative 
like third power or something like that. So, it's which I consider is a pretty high for an asteroid. Yeah. And it, it, guess what asteroid it is? It is this one on its return path. Are you serious? Yes. Wait, what? Oh no. Yes. So in the future, the next like sixty years or whatever, that's when the media can get hyped because there's a actual chance that it might hit Earth. Like, like how? How likely though? Like to your. I best. told you, like, like, right now I told you it is at one point seven times ten to the negative fifth chance. But if we don't give this me like up, calculus, don't give me like like big math percent. Give me like. Like, don't use the power. Like, like, give me, like, point oh oh. How many, like, oh oh chance? It's a one in a... One in a... What is that? A billion? No, one in ten million chance of it hitting. When it returns. No, now. Oh, now. Nah. What about the return, though? On a return, it's one in, like, a thousand. What? Yeah. But no way. Again, that is current estimations, and we have no clue really, like what will happen. That's better chances the- of it hitting Earth than you like getting bit by a shark in your lifetime. Yeah, but this is scheduled from two. Uh, I just looked it up. Uh, the year twenty eighty two to twenty one oh eight. So, it's more, oh, more so we'll be like pretty much gone at that point anyway. <laughs> but this gives me. My, what I wanted to ask both of you, alright, right now, you have a pretty good certainty that this rock is coming, to, hurtling at Earth, alright? NASA gives you each a black budget. Oh, jeez. How do you stop this asteroid? Wait, a what budget? Black uh, budget, so unlimited. Unlimited money, unlimited resources, you have, what is that, like, 62 years. How do you defeat the asteroid? Nuke it. Nuke it! You're you're, you're, you're that going, guy. You're going the deep impact. He's going deep impact. Like like All like right. as at, like whenever Is that deep impact? if we can, I don't know. Like I would just hire a bunch of people who are like good at math, but I would have them calculate <laughs> whenever we would have to like <laughs> like whatever moment we would have to fire the nuke so that when so this asteroid's on a loop, correct? Because it's gonna come back. Sure, yeah. So whenever it's it's farthest distance that it's going to go away from the Earth, we want the nuke to meet it at that moment, the moment where it's farthest away, and just have it blow up. All right, sure, I, I accept that. What about you, Rob? Uh, I have two options on the table. One is a fallback, which is ridiculous. Um, the first one would be to send up some sort of um, rocket or something to attempt to redirect its course hmm. because I would rather that than the asteroid exploding to a billion pieces because of a nuke because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that could inevitably create a meteor shower somewhere down the line yeah um, the no. alternative is creating a giant railgun system <laughs> <laughs> what's the difference between that and a, and a, and a nuke <laughs> that's why I said it's the fallback it's easier to build that I think than, uh, than, than a rocket uh, like capture and and maneuver it away i have a third option yeah yeah uh wait who is who's the actor in armageddon uh, oh good lord uh, i honestly do not remember sadly something 
All right, we hire the Armageddon team, like those actors oh God, from the movie. No, I know this guy. I know and this we guy. send them up and have them drill it. It's Bruce Willis. It's Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis. <laughs> can we, we will send Bruce I Willis. Would, I would give Bruce Willis a million dollars. Uh, no, Is a billion dollars. <laughs> we oh. get the machine yo, look, yo Bruce, Bruce we need you. <laughs> Dude, you could get some good propaganda out of that. Like, some, like, unite the world under Bruce, Bruce Willis. <laughs> like, I like that plan. It's better than mine, which is... That's a good one. Which was basically Rob's of just getting a drone to land on it and, and just push it, push it, it a push bit. It no, but that's like that's a Patrick move. Let's just take the rock and push <laughs> it somewhere else. Like, but it no. works. I mean, yeah, it's... Arguably safer, but I think it uses much more resources. The media will not be along, like, will not go along with this. They want Bruce Willis. They the want media the, the public has go, decided. Would get so hyped for Bruce Willis. Are you kidding me? You go up to Bruce Willis and he's like, I need a drill. And then you <laughs> give him the drill. Just and, the and then we're like, Bruce Willis, what are you doing? And he's Just like, the wall. Finishing this fight, and then he goes, <laughs> and then he goes up into space <laughs> with his team. Like, can we look up the can we look up the Armageddon team? Let's get yeah, the whole. Yeah, it's Liv Tyler, team. Bruce Willis, Ben Affleck, Steve Buscemi. Steve wait, Buscemi. Oh, Steve. Yeah. Wait, Ben Affleck was on that team. I, I he was AJ Frost. <laughs> this was a ben film directed Affleck, by Michael Bay. Armageddon. By the way. So, good props Bay to him. Yeah. A good Bay film. Oh wait, yeah. I forgot Ben Affleck was in it. Why does Ben Affleck look or look like a uh, Ryan Reynolds in that movie? I'm not, uh, I have to disagree with uh, you on that one. Like in that movie specifically, he looks like. Oh, in like, that movie. Oh, okay. oh. I forgot Billy Bob Thornton was in it. Steve Buscemi. Owen oh, Wilson was in this. Is this going to be your recommendation now, John? This is my recommendation. Gonna, I'm, this, gonna... I'm dropping it just a little bit early. But my rec, my rec for this week is the movie Armageddon, uh, where Bruce Willis looks like Ryan Reynolds. There's just one. I'm gonna screenshot this and send it to you guys. He looks like Ryan Reynolds in this. Um, this, and you are gonna witness what's gonna happen in about sixty something years when Bruce Willis saves the world. Uh, this Lord is practically alive. Oh, he's he'll be alleive. We'll freeze his body and then we'll unfreeze him. Oh, we got we got to cryo freeze him for the moment. Yeah. Just like Master Chief. Moment. Like he's going to like open up the container and he's going to be like we're going to be like uh get everyone ready. And then like Cortana's going to be like everyone, sir? Everyone. And then Bruce Willis is just going to emerge from the uh the freezer. And we're going to give him a drill. He just steps out of a Samsung. (laughs) (laughs) Just someone's house. It's like a a crappy General Electric freezer. (laughs) (laughs) Run by Westfield Gas and Electric. Whip City City Fridge. Whip City Fridge. Bruce Willis emerges. Um... Just as context, Westfield, Massachusetts is known as Whip City. That's the reference I was making. Uh, sure, sure it is. <laughs> Great it is. Look it up if you don't believe me. F- fun fact. I like it. All right. That's your fun fact. You like but it. That's the fun fact. 
I just realized that Dan left before we could get his recommendation, so I'm actually quite pissed right now. <laughs> oh, wait, you're right. What was it? Do you know what his rec was? He, uh, he didn't say. Oh. Go wake him up or whatever and ask him, Dan, what's your rec? Um, no, I think, I think he's, he's, uh, he's done. He's, he's done for today. Oh. He's done for today. They got him. They got him. They we got him out. CDC we got silenced him. him. They knew that he was the one that's going to, you know, tell the Shadow Patriots about the FEMA camp. <laughs> <laughs> I think the uh, videos you showed rattled him a lot. <laughs> uh, I wish I, I wish we were sophisticated enough to have, like, a website or something, because I'd then link these videos. But no, you could just, I guess if you really want to find them, go on the absolute shithole the internet Reddit. And go on r slash public freakout and just look for a bit. You'll find. Oh no no no! What, know what? Wait, uh, we're gonna make an Instagram today, and this is gonna be the first thing. This is gonna be the first thing. Shut down. There's gonna be people who are gonna like comment on this as being like sinophobic and like anti-Chinese <laughs> just for showing these like videos of things that's actually happening in China. We're not anti-Chinese. We're exploiting the horrible things that the Chinese government is doing to its people. That's the difference. Yeah, we don't like the abuse by the Chinese it's government. It's abuse. We love you China people. Like, literally, like, in the video, I don't know um, if our viewers can find it, but the police literally threw a black, like, not even see-through, doesn't even look like you can breathe in it, just, like, a bag over their head, like... Like, like someone would do in the military to, like, a top-level terrorist. Like, like, riot shield, and then threw the bag over their head, and just kind of took them away, and you didn't really know where they went. And that's just horrible. It's just, like, it's just atrocious what they're doing. Um, and, like, like, the, the U.S. media has the ability to doctor kind of this kind of stuff. I don't think China does. See, that's the thing. Why would those videos be fake? I cannot think of a reason why they'd be fake. The only thing and I can think of is them being fake is that it was from a different time period related to something else, and we just didn't know. The, regardless of the time period, the response is almost arguably the same. Mm. If, like, regardless if it were, if were, it were swine flu, which is 10 years ago, it's like now. I mean, we see what they've been doing with Hong Kong trying to suppress people. Yeah, yeah, they're cracking down. And yeah, it's crazy. Prayers for China over there. Yeah, say your prayers today for China. Um, but right. yeah. You want to start wrapping this up? You know, actually give recommendations. Yeah, I'm. I want to end it with. Um, I'm actually like a little nervous about the state of GW because my school. Um, is actually on the verge of shutting down for a couple of weeks. Mm. Um, I don't know how to feel about it um, because I'm actually a little nervous just because I don't know how classes are going to turn out only because now everything's going to be online. Um, mm. and I prefer that. <laughs> I would actually not. Really? No, I, mean, I would I'm not. I major. don't prefer it. Oh. Only because... Some one I'm worried about uh, mostly the organic chemistry lab because you can't do that online. Um, and if they sure make me can. retake it, how? Step one, they give you the chemicals, or you order them on Amazon. Step two, you do it. No, you need fume hoods. 
uh, make your own. No. I made one in the meth lab that I make rockets in, so. <laughs> Alright, now I have to cut that out. Well, what do you mean? <laughs> you just... You just exposed UMass Meth Lab. <laughs> no. UMass Meth Team? Everyone knows about the UMass Meth Team. It's all right. <laughs> the Meth Club. The Meth Club? <laughs> breaking, breaking UMass bad. Oh. I mean, I've, it's weird because UMass hasn't said anything about oh. canceling classes outright. Like we've had, we've had study abroads canceled. There are still some that are out there. Australia and uh, the Netherlands are still out. Somehow. Somehow. Yeah, but they're not yeah, level they're three, like on alert. That's true. Um, but still. Um, and we've had, uh, we got an email sent out that um, spring break housing is now actually available to anyone. All I have to do is sign up, just because they did, like they wanted to give an option to students who might be going back to those countries to instead stay yeah. here. We got a lot of international students in. We have, we have 30,000 people. I'm surprised they haven't talked about canceling stuff yet. Yeah. Me and uh, Rob and some of our friends joke that they're going to close down the dining commons before they cancel classes because of this virus. Oh, they totally would. I, I yeah. can see it doing. I mean, like, I don't know how to. I I still don't know how I'm gonna feel if they actually move classes to online. I if I have to retake anything, um, because I can totally see like some professors like saying like, oh, you got to retake or go lab again yeah. just because like it got canceled halfway like three fourths of the way through. I'm gonna be really upset. Uh, yeah, that could that could screw you over. I, I don't think they'd do that though. Like that's like such. A so bad what are they gonna move? do? Just automatically give me like an A? No, they they mark it as pass-fail. They just say, if you've passed for this portion of the class so far, you get a pass on your grade. I actually wouldn't be totally upset by that. <laughs> yeah. I'd like that. I feel like they would go down the route of, nah, give me more money and stay here longer. Cause See, I, I get that. I get that, you know, money wanting, but I don't think they're that evil of a business. But also, like... I'm not getting everything I'm paying for now. That is true. He's not getting the education that he wants Ooh. to receive. True. Like, I'm, like, you know, you pay a certain amount of money now. Um, you, you expect a certain product, and you're not going to get it. Yeah. And, like, your employer, I guess, if they want it to be a real hard butt about it, they could just go and say, hey... I know that your class did not complete this orgo lab because it was the great outbreak of 1920 or, you know, 2020 <laughs> or whatever. And <laughs> the off 1920. <laughs> well, I wanted to say 2019 through 2020 and it merged, but... Do we live in the, the 1920s now? <laughs> this is the depression. That, I wish that, this is the, the small depression currently. <laughs> yeah. Um, but next episode, or the next couple episodes, I will uh, keep uh, keep everyone updated here, our viewers on uh, on GW's status on classes. Uh, UMass, you guys, UMass boys should do the same over there. Oh yeah. Um, oh okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No. Well, yeah, we this thing's out of control. This chancel. whole coronavirus stuff. But uh, next week, uh, before we close up shop here for today. Um, next episode, uh, our friend Rob will be back, um, and we're going to be having a 
spring break special, if you will. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll all finally be in one room. Yeah. You're yeah. um, editing. Just as a sneak peek, uh, what are we going to be talking about next uh, episode, boys, since all three of us will be on it? Uh, I wrote it down. I think uh, we were talking about uh, the arts. Is that yeah, we're ta- uh, we this were getting is a big at? Arts episode. Yeah. Ooh. I think we were talking favorite. about. Uh, oh, superhero movies. That's a big thing. Uh, are they Oscar worthy? Um, we're gonna, I think Rob wanted to go on a little bit of a music rant. Yeah, I have, uh, I have, a, I have a side tangent set up about um, music and movies and how they've taken a back seat in recent history. Ooh, I'm excited for that. Um, and then I think we're going to talk about the uh, MCU and do, I think, a uh, top three MCU yeah, movies? Yeah, top three. Top no three, more. so... We're not a top yeah, 25 Yeah, we're not doing... Anymore. Yeah, yeah, we're not doing not that. Not yet, at um, least. So stay tuned and come back if you're interested in any of those topics. We're going to be uh, with Rob again. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on, Rob. Thank you for uh, joining us and talking about space because I have no idea. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah, always. Yeah. Um, and before we go, Rob, what's your recommendation? Oh, good yeah. lord. Um, you already talked about the screensaver, right? Did I? I, I don't think so. Okay. Talk about well, the screensaver. Regardless, there is a product out there in Targets and Walmarts everywhere. It is a Star Wars screensaver. And basically, it's just like a regular plastic lightsaber, except you can yell stuff into it. And when you swing lightsaber around, it repeats the stuff. And it's just... It's a whale of a time. I just wow. am trying to imagine giving this to like an eight-year-old who just rees into it <laughs> and like annoys you for days on end. Yeah, think about it. We already got our neighbors to hate us because of it. So imagine a bunch of little kids with it. For the record, <laughs> it was Liam's fault, not mine. It wasn't even my. fault. I wasn't even there. It wasn't even my fault. I had to study by it. All right, it's a blackout. Nice. All right, in my recommendation, real quick, uh, yep. on the topic of media. There's an add-on to your like browser you could use. It's uh, called Media Bias uh, Media ba- Bias Fact, and there's also another add-on which I don't recommend as much, NewsGuard. And basically, these are add-ons that you could add to your browser to check if a news source is valid and what type of like political leaning it has. Very useful. Wow, that's actually cool. Um, I'm gonna check that out. I haven't actually heard about that, um, but. I guess I have my off-the-internet recommendation, um, which I <laughs> <Not> don't... Bruce Willis? <laughs> my off-the-internet off recommendation is Bruce Willis. Just meet him in person. Just meet him. Like, I think he's a great guy. Um, if you just get a taste of Br- Bruce Willis, I think Ew. you this wouldn't want to meet hair. anyone else ever again. <laughs> 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 he's going to save the world one day. Um... Bruce Willis is not actually my off-the-internet recommendation. <laughs> Good clarification. <laughs> um, my off-the-internet recommendation is someone I hope will sponsor us one day. They're not a sponsor, <laughs> just as a clarifying. Um, we have hydro sponsors. flasks. Are oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I use a hydro flask on a day-to-day basis. Uh, I know Liam does, too. I have a nice... Uh, Master Chief green-colored hydro flask. You enjoyed um, the sound? Yeah, that's the sound of a hydro flask. Uh, Liam has a bright red one, like everywhere. a fire truck. Um, yeah, they're great water bottles. Keeps your water nice and warm. Um, 
you know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, nice and cold. <laughs> Why did I say warm? I got that so back up, so back. You could say tea warm, but no, it works. It works that way too. But you went with warm water. My favorite. I do not drink warm water. He's good. I think he's cold blooded. He's a lizard. It keeps your water. The FIBA people. Nice and hot. If you like that kind of thing, you're boiling water. I think it, it, it keeps warm things warmer and cold things colder for a long time. Yes, that's how insulation it's, it's works. Okay, sh- shut up. Affordable. Let me let me have this. Let me have this. It, it <laughs> keeps your water warm if you are cold, whichever one you prefer. Uh, hydro flask I, if you're out there listening to this. Can I set it this. to warm or cold? <laughs> hydro flask, please sponsor. Today anything can happen. Uh, we would love to have you on the team. Uh, we love your products, but you're not a sponsor. We're not sponsoring them right now. Um, so yeah, I recommend Hydro Flasks. Thank you for joining us once again on your weekly basis of listening to two guys who know nothing but want to talk about everything. Uh, and our guests that also know nothing. Well, some of them know stuff because they work for people. <laughs> and the other guest too is now gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So thank you to our guests for today, Dan and Rob. Um, and remember. Today, Today, anything anything can happen. happen.